What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Next Gen Podcast. It's your host, Destiny, aka Grateful Kid. And today I have a special guest, man. It's the Dean the Chapel, Mr. Uh Mr. Luter. How you doing today, sir? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, thank you for coming to this uh, particular episode of Next Year Podcast, man. I know you're a very, very busy person, so I appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I I enjoy um, doing, having the opportunity to make sure that students are doing great things and making sure that they are successful in whatever they want to take. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Um, so for those who don't know, could you like introduce yourself, you know, how you, you know, became who you are and all Sure. A little bit about me. I am a native of Manhattan, New York. I was born in Manhattan in a place called Flower Fifth Hospital, which is a um, rich hospital in um, the city of Manhattan. My mother was a nurse there. And actually, she was working, and I was born on Labor Day in September. Oh, really? Yes, I was born on the holiday. (laughs) She was on one floor, and then um, she had me, went downstairs and had me (laughs) on another floor. (laughs) So maybe that's why people say I'm a workaholic, because I was born on Labor Day. But I was reared on um, Long Island, um, a little city called North Babylon. And graduated from high school there. And after that, I had gone to, um, got a scholarship to go to a private school in um, Tennessee, American Baptist College. And then I went on to Morehouse School of Religion of ITC in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh. Yes. And then I also have some additional hours with Clark Atlanta University and as well as Baylor University. Baylor University. Oh, really? Went there for a year. And um, getting ready to... um, Go back and finish um, pursuing my um, um, doctorate in educational administration. Oh. I'm not sure what I'm concentrating yeah. yet. I'm still praying about it. Oh, God, I got you. I got you. Yeah. But in the meantime, you're also a, a pastor here at the PBS yeah. Chapel. So I am. I have two titles. Oh. Um, my official title, both of them are official, but my main title is I'm the dean of the chapel, and I'm also the assistant director of a student engagement and God lets me see February of 2024, February 1st, I would have been at Prairie View serving as Dean of the Chapel for 30 years. Wow, 30 years. That's I, You weren't even born yet. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've been here a long time. I'm still enjoying the work, but I can't believe it either. It doesn't feel like I've been here 30 years, but it will be 30 years. <laughs> and if I can be transparent and be honest, I was thinking about retiring in August of 2024, but um, after much prayer and talking to my money man, <laughs> the money man, you know, if um, they allow me to still serve as dean of the chapel and assistant director of student engagement, I'm thinking about leaving here in May of 2026. Oh, May Okay, yeah. okay. You'll be okay. graduated by then. Yes, <laughs> yes, I would. Yes, okay, yes, yeah. yes. So I'm, cl- I'm class of 2025. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, okay. So, well, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, that indeed. means I have one more year to go. Yes, indeed, indeed. Um, I wanted to ask you, you know, how did you find um, your your faith in God? How how did you and God just like meet? Oh wow, that's 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 a good question. Well, I will say, um, I grew up in the church. 
my whole life has been the church. My um, uncle in New York was my pastor, and I grew up in um, attending a church called um, Hollywood Baptist Church on Long Island, the city's name, Amityville. And there, I was um, going to church and heard a um, woman preacher actually um, speak on salvation. And I guess it was at the age maybe of um, nine or ten, I gave my life to Christ. And I knew that I wanted to do something in the church. I also wanted to do something in education and also the hospitality field, which I've had my foot in all of those things. But um, going back to the church, I just grew up in church. I was singing in the choir. I became a junior deacon. Um, The only thing I didn't do, I wasn't an usher. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I wasn't an usher, um, but I did all the other things in um, church. And like I said, my parents took us to church, so church was my my life. In fact, um, in high school, church was my social outlet. All my um, high school friends that went to my high school, um, we went to different churches, but we would meet up in high school and talk about God and talk about um, the favor of God in our lives Such a young age yeah. Which I'm glad Because that kept me from Not saying that I've never did, Never had gone to parties But I went to parties But I didn't do all the other things That other people had done Not being judgmental yeah. That just was not my flavor Of my Kool-Aid Of course Of course <laughs> That's a, that's kind of the same thing with me too uh, You know I'm a I'm also a Christian And, and you know uh, Again I don't judge anybody That that, just go, that goes to parties It's just uh-huh. that It's just not me My focus is on uh it's on God, yeah. and uh, and it's cool right now. You know, just, I, I have bigger priorities. Yeah. So you know, I, I definitely understand when you know if you say you never really went out to parties and all that. Right. So I definitely understand because right. you have other priorities, yeah. and God has God has other things for you, right? Yeah. And and like I said, growing up, I mean, I was dancing. I loved to dance, yeah. and um, but I didn't do the other things that you know other people indulged in. That just wasn't my style. Yeah. And um, but you know, I enjoy going to social events, and I tell people all the time as I was growing up being a christian doesn't mean you're boring it just means that you just you gave your life you surrender unto god yeah. and let god give you directives for your life and everything that i've done god has been a part of my life everything 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 the good the bad and the ugly mm. everything because i have a relationship with him and when i felt myself as growing up being off track god right. put me right god put me right back on track Ah, okay, okay. So my next question is, how do you uh, discern the difference between God's voice, the devil's voice, and your voice? Oh, that's a great question. And how do I do that? That's a great question. I would say um, sit down and listen. And when you have that relationship with God in terms of discernment of voices, um, I I know God's voice clearly because I'm I walk closely with God. And I know when God is telling me things. And so, in terms of the devil's voice, I mean, of course, and the devil's going to try to make you do things that, that are not in the will of God. However, um, I really don't participate in things like that. But, you know, every now and then the devil creeps up. But I know, I, I distinctly know God's voice in my life. And then my voice, my voice is... Um, is to be quiet and to listen to God, and uh, then when God gives me a message to speak, then I speak it. Um, but my voice is um, God used me. I'm just a vessel. I'm just an instrument. Right. Um, and, and, and 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 that's my testimony. Even being here at Prairie View, 
I've seen some things that I know that I could not have done them without God's voice and God mm-hmm. talking to me. Could uh, if you could, could you tell us like or you know me the very first experience where God actually put you on a test to see if you are really a servant of His? Oh, sure. Um, a very great example of that is accepting this job here at Prairie View. True story. So, like I was telling you earlier, I have a hospitality background. So, I used to work for hotels. And so, um, when I was um, given the opportunity to accept this position, I also was given the opportunity to accept another position in um, Atlanta, Georgia. And I said, oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. Because, like I said, I'm from New York. I went to school in Atlanta. I love Atlanta. And I wanted to, at that time in my life, I wanted to stay in Atlanta. However, I said, God, hmm, I need to make a decision here and I need to hear your voice. So I, I um, actually put God to a test. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And what I did was working at the front desk at a hotel, a young lady walked in and she walked in with tears in her eyes. And I said, ma'am, are you okay? And she said, no, just pray for me. My husband and I just got here from California and um, my husband was rushed to the hospital and he was in a coma. So I told her I was going to pray for her. And so I said, Lord, mm, this is a good time for me to put you to a test to see if I'm supposed to stay in Atlanta, Georgia, or move to Houston, Texas. So I asked God, I said, God, if it's your will, bring that lady's husband out of the coma so she can take him home to see the doctors in California. She didn't know what I was praying about. So one day, you know, I was off and I came back to work. And she left me a memo, a note on a memo pad saying, Charles, thank you for your prayers. My husband is out of coma and we're on our way back home to California. Oh, wow. And I'm like, whoa. And so that's how I knew that I was supposed to come to Texas. Because I'm going to be honest, I wanted to stay in Atlanta, Georgia. But, you know, when you give your life to God and you take God, I surrender myself to you. You're going to follow God's will and God's way. And so, therefore, God said, it's time for you to grow some more spiritually and administratively. So I gave my life to God and God said, look, it's time for you to go to um, Houston, Texas. Because, no, I didn't know anything about Prairie View. One of my students in in Atlanta, Georgia, told me about Prairie View. I said, where is that? I didn't know anything about Prairie View University. And so now I know a whole bunch about Prairie View. (laughs) Now I'm telling the world about Prairie Prairie View University. Okay, okay. Wow, that is an amazing story, man. That's a really good story. Uh, you know, it's funny too because I, I, uh, one of the few reasons why I even came to Prairie View was because I don't know why, but I feel like I was here for a reason. I don't know because my name is Destiny, <laughs> and you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah. and you know, uh, before I got accepted to Prairie View, I, I prayed mm-hmm. and I, I asked God to basically. Put me in a school where I will be challenged. Okay. That they'll make me, uh, they'll make me grow maturely. They'll make me do certain things, like you know, spread spread my wings out a little bit more. Right, right. But also keep my faith with you, yes. with him. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and that time my GPA was like, uh, it was like a two point, you know, whatever, right? But it was good enough to get into like maybe five or six colleges in Houston. Right. And. The one that reached out was Prairie View. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it said congratulations and, and you know you'd be accepted to Prairie View University. And, you know, at that time I didn't think much of it because you know, you know, everybody gets accepted and all right. that. Right. But then I started noticing certain things. When I came here, I started um 
the first thing I knew something was up was when I met um, this lady, a good, a good uh, role model of mine, Miss Miles. Uh, yes, uh, she uh, she was in the store of education, and and um, we always meet each other from time to time, so randomly. Wow! Like I would see her consistently. Wow! And so one day I just like I don't know we just uh, decided to have a conversation and then one one to let to another. Wow! God, uh, wow. we started talking about God. Wow! And then I was like, because she she said certain things, I'm like, okay, that's only that's only like that's something that God will only know. Wow! <laughs> so you that know? means y'all formed a relationship yeah. in terms of. Mentee and mentor Yes and, and she's giving you directives How to go about Navigating your Matriculation here At Prairie View Yes indeed Indeed And then I started to meet, uh, I met another uh, Mentor named Mr. Freeman He was okay. in student conduct And he's like, like a, a big brother of mine Yeah And you know Again we had A, a good relationship you know where I can talk about I can talk about God. Yeah. I can talk about other things that I never wouldn't talk about. You know, and yeah. that's and that's and once I started seeing notice of those things, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm here for a reason. Yeah, I don't know what the reason is, but well, God I, put you yeah, in the right place put, at the right, right time. Yes, yeah. and yeah. you know, of course, I I've had you know some um, some bad experiences here at Pilvia, but it's been more of good though, because you know I've been since I've been here, I've I have gotten where I needed and more. Okay. You know? Well, I'll call the bad experience. Yeah. If you may say bad, I'm going to say they were just challenging experiences. Oh, yes, yeah, challenging To make experience. you grow. Because guess what? We all get have the opportunity to grow. And, and, and so, like like we say, we have mountains to climb. Right. And, and, and those mountains that make us appreciate the strength that God gives us to climb those, those mountains and to conquer, to receive victory. Yes. And you can only get victory if when you're in relationship with God yes. and His Son. And speak of victory, um, there's a there's a there's a story in the Bible that that's that's my favorite story in the whole Bible. It's the, the story of Job. Oh wow! Oh, wow. Uh, the reason reason being is because you know I don't know if you I don't know if you read the story of Job, but oh, yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I think I've read it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, I had to make sure. I had to make sure. But yeah, so. Uh, the story of Job, it, it just it just sticks out to me more because like it's basically a test, yeah. You know, and yeah. and and my my journey from uh, in, in in the work of God and and prayer view is like a, a test okay. to, uh, to me. That's why I view it. You know, yeah. it kind of it's kind of like I am I willing to follow His word and keep His commandments, or am I when am I going to just do my own thing? So that's why I try to like one, you know. Focus on the word of God And also You know Try to be his humble servant Because at the end of the day You know Without him I, You know I'm just right. a vessel You know Yeah I do I do understand But yeah. you also understand With the story of Job It's, yes. about, it's about yielding And surrendering And, and being in, in restoration yes. As you know Job lost everything Right And and so um, The devil said You know Let me Let me have your servant Job to God And, and God said the only thing I don't want you to do to him is to kill him. And even through Job's trials and tribulations, right. Job said, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. So we have to be like Job and trust God. We may go through a lot, especially this time in Advent season, because some a lot of people uh, get depressed and can't buy Christmas gifts and feel like they can't go where they want to go. But you got to trust God. You got to be able to trust God. And not only with your words, but you got to trust God with your mind, your spirit, and your soul. And when you do that, trust me, I'm telling you something I've experienced. 
God will bring you through and you will get through. But you got to have the faith to know that God is with you and directing your path. And so like Joe, we got to just trust God and then restoration will come. That may not come in the form of the way we may want to come. Right. But God always restores those who are faithful. Yes, indeed, indeed. And you know, and another thing I've noticed that uh, there's, there's a there's a film uh, by the legendary uh, Mark Freeman mm. who played God, and um, he was talking to this lady, and he said, "When you pray to God for courage uh, to be uh, to be courage, you know, for courage and to be brave and all that, does he does he give you the spirit to be brave, or does he give you does he put you in these situations to be brave?" You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm agree with the latter. I think God puts you in when you ask God for something. Sometimes things may come easy, but most times um, they're not going to come easy. And and what I mean by that, they may be challenging. They may not be so difficult that you may say that I can't do this. But you got you. We can't depend on ourselves. We got to depend on the high being, which is God, God our Creator. You got to depend on God. To know that you can get through this, to know that God is with you. But with that being said, you gotta have your faith. Your faith has to be intact. And so, and, and, and faith is not just just something that you grab out of the sky. It's 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 it's, it's spiritual, um, and you gotta have faith to know that you can walk through this and do this. I don't care how difficult the times may be at times. You gotta believe in yourself and believe in God that you can get this done. Indeed, mm, indeed. So, uh, being uh, uh, the dean, our prayer view. You uh, know, I know you have a lot of responsibilities here and there, but <laughs> oh. what is your primary mission that you, you your target go towards uh, the students so you try to achieve? Well, as being dean of the chapel, like I said earlier, I'm, I have two titles. I'm yep. the dean of the chapel and assistant director of student engagement. But my um, being dean of the chapel, I want each student to be able to experience um, an encounter um, with God while they're here matriculating. I'm not saying that everybody has to be um, a fanatic, but what I am saying is I want them to be introduced to the spiritual side of um, the campus, meaning that I want them to be encouraged to know that um, myself, as being dean of the chapel, I'm here for them to talk to. I'm here for them to be encouraged. I'm here for them to see them succeed in whatever endeavors they have for themselves and their goals to be reached. I'm here to make sure that they exercise just like when you go to the gym, exercising to build muscles. I want you to build spiritual muscles. That's why on Sundays and um, when I preach or when we have Bible studies and all other things with these other um, religious or Christian organizations and also other faith organizations that exist on this campus because it's to build your to build your faith and to have strength and who you believe in as your creator. Right. Because, you know, we, I mean, our second largest um, in the faith group on campus is the Muslims. And so, therefore, we got just as many Muslims on campus as we do Christians. Now, I mean, it's not my job to say that they're going to a different place than where I'm going from. That's not my responsibility. My responsibility as dean of the chapel is to provide a sacred place and space for all who wants to worship their um, creator. That's my job as being the dean of the chapel. 
And that is to encourage, preach the word, and to provide that space where students, faculty and staff, will feel comfortable to worship their God, whoever their God may be. Because mm-hmm. it's a blessing to have a chapel on this campus. You do realize that most schools, um, if they stay affiliated, they don't have a chapel on their campus. So I thank God for my predecessor, um, the late um, Reverend Van Johnson, for having the vision to build a place that we call a sacred place for students to come, faculty to come, staff, and even the community. Mm, um, even the community. To, oh, to come worship, to yeah. come. We have weddings and funerals and baby dedications. Um, at the chapel? At the, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, baby dedications. Um, we also have the um, ROTC, we use our building. Fraternities and sororities, we use our building. Um, a lot of people use our building just for um, what they need it for in a... In, in, in a uh, respectable place. Yes. We also have academic units use our building. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, the building is not just for Sunday morning. There's a lot that goes on Monday through Sunday. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And um, have you ever had a student come up to you and ask you, you know, um, I know God, but I don't know God? Sure. Yeah. All the time. And how, and how and how have you uh, introduced them more to God? Well, most times when students come to talk to me, most times they come because they want somebody to listen to them. Um, that's part of counseling. They want somebody that's going to genuinely listen to their concerns and what they may be going through. And so, therefore, when I t- when they tell me they don't have faith, I say you have faith. You have faith enough to walk through the doors to talk to me. So you have faith just have to your faith has to be redirected and put you back on the path that you feel that you need to be on Um, because guess what the main goal for coming to Purview M University is to to receive a first class education and to graduate but when doing that you get some perks the spiritual perks the academic perks the social perks so when a student comes to me and say "I, I have faith I know God but sometimes I feel like I don't know God and guess what? That's only because you gotta. So you gotta be the thermometer in your spirituality. Where's the temperature set with with you and God? Are you close to God? Are you distant from God? Is there something that's keeping you or blocking you from your relationship with God? Because you know, there's a, you know, we in college, you experience a yes. lot. People trying yeah. to find their identity, which is a good thing. But guess what? Um, you won't go off the beaten path too long before God brings you back in. I said, look, you're one of mine. This is how I want you to worship me. And so, therefore, you have to sit down and think about it. And sometimes we just have to be quiet and, mm. listen, and listen to um, the Spirit of God tell us, this is what I want you to do. So, yeah, I get that all the time. Oh, okay. I, you know, students come in all the time wanting to talk about their um, journey, if you will, right. with God and their walk in life with God. Because people, you know... It's different for different people. Right. people Some people want to walk the straight and narrow Some people want to be liberal But guess what, my job is not to be judgmental I've, I, That's not my goal My goal is not to be judgmental My goal is to introduce Students to God mm-hmm. And then introducing students to God That will lead them to Christ That they will yender their life And live a fruitful life for Jesus Christ Okay, okay with that being said, have you ever had a student where that was uh, hard-headed or, you know, was very stubborn? Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. I've had, I've had I, 
Matter of fact, I have students um, <laughs> that are atheists. Really? Oh, yeah. Can you talk about that a little bit more? Yeah. Yes. So, so, like I said, I respect students where they are. The student, you know, I had one particular student um, told me he was atheist, but he used to go to a church and he didn't believe in God anymore because of what has happened to them. Yeah. And so I just say, well, you know what? Yeah. Um, I, I just came out and told the student, you're not an atheist. Yes, you had disappointments in the church. Yes, you were hurt. The church sometimes hurt people. Yes, you were hurt in the church, but you still believe in a higher being. Because you believe in a higher being, I'm going to help you and encourage you to continue to have a little more faith and a little more forgiveness for those who hurt you. Because when you know you ask for forgiveness, you're really asking for forgiveness for yourself, not for the other person. The person don't care about it, but you got to ask forgiveness for yourself that you can be free and move forward. So the person said, you know, okay, you make sense. Um, when they told me they didn't believe in God, they were atheists. But I told them, I said, you're not an atheist because you came in here to talk about God. So that you're not an atheist. Uh. But, you know, because you want you want to continue the relationship you had. What happened? What has happened to you, you were hurt. And guess what? So therefore now the process starts where you become whole and start the healing of process to make you have a, a more dedicated and committed relationship. God Okay And uh, Even though I'm in ex him Did he eventually That that particular person Ever you know Finally accept God As their Lord That personal Well I, I I will say I'm not sure Where they are Okay um, um, I'm not sure Where they are With their faith walk But if they ever Come back I would look at them And I would definitely Want to know um, Where they are Spiritually Okay so, Okay yeah. Um, and if you don't mind me asking, you know, every year we have students that graduate and, and all that, just like we just had this uh, uh, last month. Um, do you check on them from time to time or like, how, or how does that work? Yeah. So, you know, of course, all of us, and I say all of us, all of us here that work at Peruvian University in some type of capacity, we form relationships. That's what life is about, right. forming relationships. And so, therefore, there are some students, especially, and I really enjoy this, even though I'm tired, when it comes around, homecoming, and I see all the old students, right. and I even see students that were here when I first got here. Really? Fact, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, yeah. In, in fact, one student last year's homecoming said something to me that made me cry. Oh. And um, brought tears to my eyes because she says, you know, Dean Luna, I remember when you first got here, and that was 1994. She remembered one of my sermons, and she said, wow, I still remember that sermon. And then a gentleman said, he said he remembered one of the sermons I preached, which changed his life, the trajectory of his life, just changed him around. And I like, so no money can pay for that. Yeah. That is priceless. That's and G-O-D. So, yes, yes. Yeah, no money can pay for that. But when when students come back to me and tell me that, and I keep in touch with students, that lets me know that I'm doing what God wants me to do. Okay. I'm in the right place at the right, right time. time. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you ever? Oh, how should I say this? Um, when you're interacting with a new student that's been here at Prairie View, mm-hmm. the first, very first time you're at Prairie View and all that. Um, what do you try to put? I don't say put in, in in the body, but like basically, what are you trying to uh, preach to the to the young to the young oh. leaders, young uh, gifted, talented um, men and women that are, uh, that are future doctors, lawyers? What are you trying to 
you know, it's well, starting to. I think I know what you're trying to ask yes. me, but what I what I preach and what I try to encourage students is about relationship and their spiritual walk with God or spirituality. I'm not the type of preacher here on this campus that talks about um, being over-religious or having religious habits. No. I'm here to encourage each and every student. And what that's what gets me excited, too, that each year I get a new congregation. So each um, year I get a new freshman class that right. comes with bright ideas that want to do this for God and have a zeal for God. I said, well, and they give me ideas and said, let's do this. I said, okay, let's look at it. And if it meets the what I call um, the spiritual criteria of wanting to promote spirituality on the campus, we do it. And so, therefore, um, on Sunday mornings, I'm not judgmental. Right. Everybody and anybody's welcome, regardless of their lifestyle or their background. But I always, I do more of um, teaching God's word on Sundays than preaching. But preaching is teaching. And I, and I share those stories. I like to preach from the Old Testament just so I can show them. And when their light bulb comes um, or is, um, um, I can see it go off on their heads. They're like, oh, my God, I didn't know that. I didn't know about this and that about the Bible. I say, yeah, start reading the Bible. And you, you'll be surprised. Um, you'll turn off your TV and watch <laughs> Housewives of Atlanta and all that <laughs> other stuff. Because there's a whole bunch of stuff in the Bible as well. But that's 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 my main goal okay. is to introduce students to um, um, God to have a relationship with God through His Son Jesus Christ. Okay, okay. Um, you know, we, right now we're living in a world right now where everyone's everyone's I don't say everyone, but majority of people are either lost or not for keep uh, confused over who they are, just and dead. So, um, have you? Got in touch with a student that would that didn't know who they really were, or who, who they were confused about their uh, their gender, this and that. And if so, how did you you know help them help them with that? Well, to answer your question is one: I don't break I don't yeah. break confidentiality, but two: if a student comes to me with um, challenges about their sexuality, their yeah. gender. Or um, anything that they feel they need to come to me about I, like I said earlier in this podcast, I listen I listen to hear what the student has to say Because all the students want is to be heard And then we, in our conversations, will come up with a conclusion On how they can move forward with God Not being judgmental, but saying Look, you tell me how you feel you fit in God's puzzle You tell me How I can encourage you To walk in your truth And in your faith That's what it's about It's about truth It's about faith It's about commitment It's about love And friendship And once you get those down packed Then you can move forward And move forward proudly Okay Okay And you know I know we've been talking about You know Your walk with God And you have faith with God But Have you had the moments Where like You were just down bad where um, you know you wasn't too sure if you know if you, this is what you really were called to do or you know if you were just you know talking about me yeah oh no so let me so let me so let me say this I never questioned my calling I know my calling is to preach the word of God never question that now do I get down and out and depressed sometimes and discouraged yes 
But in terms of my calling on my life, as this is what God wants me to do, even though sometimes I like God, I don't understand why I'm doing this. But like the hymnologist said, I'll understand it better by and by. So I don't question the calling mm-hmm. now. But in terms of moving forward with the calling, yeah, there are times like when I first came to Prairie View, I'm like, Lord, are you sure I'm supposed to be here? This is where you want me to go? But then I remember the promise I made to God. I said, wherever you send me, I go. So therefore, here I am, 30 years later. And so, yeah, the question of my calling, no. Okay. Do I get disappointed? Yes. Have I had some sleepless nights? Yes. Have I cried? Yes. Have I been angry? Yes. Have I wanted to leave Purview three times? Oh, really? Yes. Got job offers. And the Lord said, it is not time for you to go. So, but my calling on my life, no. Okay. No. Okay. I, 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 I know I've been called to do what I'm doing. Okay. Without a shadow of a doubt um, You know uh, God puts talent in every one of us Right So you know You found your gifts Your talent You know Because God revealed it to you But for someone like me How would I know What my talents are What my gifts are Because I hear that all the time You know God has to get Every one of us is best for With the gift or mm-hmm. talent And that's true But how do we know that how we find out what our gifts are if we don't know? And you know, you said that uh, what's it called? If we sit down, or not, not just sit down, but meditate and just have a one-on-one time with God. And I tried that, but it just didn't. It didn't work. I'm going to challenge yeah. you and say, what gives you peace? What gives you happiness? What is it that you do that pleases God and you are happy about it? See. That's see the recipe for everybody's lives are different, but you have to you have to figure out. Um, I can't pinpoint it, and no preacher can pinpoint. However, we can help direct. So, what is that you know within yourself? Whether it's like you doing podcasting or whatever you like, if you're a singer or if you're a dancer, what is it that gives you? happiness and peace to know that when you do this you know god is pleased with your work and that you're doing this not for yourself but you're doing it also for others that will be used as an instrument to lead people to christ or to their mm-hmm. creator so you got you know what what is it that you know in your heart that you like doing so i mean like that's a, some people i tell people this all the time we all are ministers we just have different callings some people can sing some people can usher. Some people have talents like their poetry. I mean, it, some people can play a piano. I mean, oh my God. Right. I, I knew in my heart that my gift was not to play the piano, even though I wish I could play. But I knew that my gift was two things, preaching God's word and singing. And so therefore, you have to know what is it that God wants to, um, you how God wants to use you and giving you peace and giving you and, and, and displaying the talent that God has given you for to glorify God in heaven. And you know, uh that's it's actually you know one of my um my priorities whenever I have this particular po- uh, have this po- uh, podcast where I get to talk to uh, to people about certain things, about their personal experiences, like with that PWI mm. or you know, uh how they work of how they met you know, have how they met God or you know and, and stuff like that So that Not only does that help me But it also helps them Understand you know How God, how God operates and, and not that So you know I, I I pray that You know That um, the, 
the platform that I'm, I'm using that I have is is all not glorifying me, but it's glorifying him. So even though I don't know what my you know my talents are, I I I told God this. I want whatever happens to let it go for you. And if I could help anybody to find you, let it be so. Mm-hmm. You know. And that and guess what? And that's the aim for all of us. Yeah. That if we can be used as instruments that others may see, not our works. It's not about us. Yeah. But it's about glorifying God in heaven and in and, and, and introducing individuals to Christ. So that they can have a more plentiful and fruitful life And let me say this Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean it's easy It's not easy The devil's mad at you It's not easy But if you continue to walk by faith And be committed to God and your ministry that God's placing you in Then you're going to be okay You're going to be alright I mean I know that Not right. just pure rhetoric But I know it by um, what I've, I've experienced here on campus and in my own personal life, everything that I own, everything that I do belongs to God. I mean, Indeed. my whole life has been the church. My whole entire life has been the church. The good, the bad, and the indifference. But but guess what? But I find joy and peace when I'm doing the things God wants me to do, introducing the others to Christ. Mm. Yeah, that sounds, e- that sounds easier said than done. I feel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Um, but have have you ever encountered someone that has said a negative thing to you? You know, saying, "Oh, what you believe is not real, this and that." And if so, how did you combat that? Um, I'm trying to think. I've had people disagree with me. Mm. Um, I've never been in um, a situation where I had to defend my faith. I mean, I've been in decision, I've been in discussions where I had to um, talk about my faith and mm. have a dialogue about it. But in terms of deb- um, I'm debating, no, I haven't had that because I think one, my presence and my countenance when I talk about God to others, say, okay, this man, I don't play those games. I would say, and I call them games because some people just want to be argumentative. I'm not an argumentative person, but I know how to um, present an argument if I have to. But, you know, God is who God said he is and all day, 24-7. And I don't have to prove to other people who God is. They can see God, the way I walk, the way I talk, the way how I treat people. Right. I mean, and when I say people, I'm talking about everybody. I mean, from from. Those who are less fortunate than we are right. To the person Maybe up to the White House Everybody belongs um, In God's house And Need to be treated with dignity mm. So that I'm, I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna mistreat people Just because I wanna mistreat people That's not my style Yeah And that's not a gift So I'm not gonna do that Okay And um, In in your has In your uh, Household Or Do you have uh, kids Or so no, I'm I'm single. Um, I I had a lady friend. Um, yes. She passed away a couple of years ago, um, and um, so I you know I really haven't dated since then. Right. I mean her death really affected me, and um, I've been engaged once before, but um, I'm happily single. Yeah. And um, I, I enjoy life. Okay, I thought why I was bringing it up because you know uh, my my parents you know are Christian. They and they. In some ways, they play a role in my uh, in my uh, 
beliefs. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's why I, I asked you. Well, you okay. know, the first teachers in your life are, are your parents. Whether that, your mother, your father, your grandmother, whoever it is. But those are the first influencers in your life are those in your household. And so, like I said, my parents yeah. were my influencers, and they took me yeah. to church. Yeah, um, you say they took to church, but was your pa- your was your dad a, uh, a pastor or a minister? No, my, fa- or- my father was a um, trustee in the church. What is a tru- trustee? Is the one like in the Baptist faith? Right. And my church at home, he was the one that was along with others. They would count the money and take the money to the bank, and, oh. and also whatever the church needed in terms of. Um, 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 be um, modeling the church or any business decision that was made had to go through the trustee board with the approval of the pastor of the church. Okay. Yeah, my, my father's grandfather was a preacher. So my, my, grand, my grandfather, my father's father wasn't a preacher, but my father and his siblings been to church. Or they go to church all the time. They used to go to church all the time. Uh-huh. So church is not, um, and I walk in faith is not, um, 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 new to us We've been doing this A whole Gosh. Lot In a long wow. time Yeah And even the siblings That are after me My nieces and nephews right. I introduced them I don't force them to go right. But they're gonna know That You can't make it In this life Without God Okay You can't You can't yeah. And they know that um, so. Well that's good That's yeah. good Yeah Um You know I was gonna ask you is there a difference between a Catholic, you know, being, being Catholic, being a Baptist, being Christian, or are we all just pretty much in one, you know, a Baptist church, a, uh, you know, Catholic church, you know, those those different names. Are, are we all in one, or is there just a difference? If so, what are the differences? So, so, so what it is, um, we all, most of us, not all, most of us serve a living God. Um, so... When you have the Catholics, where we say they practice Catholicism, where other um, denominations, like you're saying, Baptist, Church of God in Christ, Amy, Amy, Zion, um, United Methodists, we consider ourselves as Protestants. And so, therefore, we all serve the same God. We just have different, what I call and what everybody else will call listening to this podcast, doctrines. And doctrines are just, if I can put it in this way, uh, man-made rules um, to govern ourselves um, accordingly to our particular denominations. Well, United Methodist Church believe in baptism, but they believe in um, sprinkling. Where in the Baptist faith, where I come from, we believe in immersion. We put the whole body for baptism in. So, so you got where... Um, the Catholic Church, when they take communion, they take communion every Sunday. They believe in literally eating and drinking the wine and the blood of Christ. Where in the Protestant faith, we believe it's symbolic, meaning that it symbolizes the blood and the body of Christ. So, um, and then so, whereas in the Protestant Church, I mean Protestant faith, you have the age of accountability. Meaning where they a child will understand where they are in life and can join the church and can make a decision for themselves whether they want to join or not. But in Catholicism, you go through confirmation. And so and then after confirmation, then um, you can go and take communion and things like that right. where they still go and they may um, confess to a priest right. behind a curtain 
we can go as Protestants confess to Christ ourselves and get on our own knees, and and we don't have to tell yeah. man. A man does not the go f- to the altar for us. You can go to the altar for yourself and ask God to forgive you. So in that case, who's who is who's right? Who's wrong? It's not a right or wrong. It's not a right or wrong. It's just I always like to say it like this. It's just the different flavors of ice cream. Mm. So it's, yeah, it's, it's, I see you smiling over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's, so it's not a right or wrong thing. It's just that where you feel you fit in okay. your spiritual walk. So some people don't may not like gospel music. They may just like hymns. Some people may not like dancing and shouting, but they may go for anthems and they may go for a little quiet church. And when I mean by quiet, where they do do I call it ritualistic things, you know, standing up, sitting down, being on your knees, getting back up, things like that. Where on the other side of the spectrum, you got churches. Who said, like it says, make a joyful noise to the Lord? Where they really gonna make a joyful noise? <laughs> Tambourines, drums, right. and a whole bunch of other things. So it depends on how you feel comfortable in the environment of that particular situation. But right. I say to all that to say this: we still serve one God, mm. one man, um, God, man, as I call him, Jesus Christ, right. as our personal Lord and Savior. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. Just like okay. you got the different schools. Some yeah. some some people want to go to Purview. Some people want to go to TSU. Some people go to Hampton. Some people want to go to Clark Atlanta. Right. So it just depends on where you feel, where you fit. And okay. then you take I'm gonna tell people just take advantage of that. And when what I mean by take advantage of it, learn all that you can. Right. Absorb like a sponge. Because when you leave this place, you can leave this place proudly and saying, I graduated from Purview Anum University. Institution mm. of the first class. Mm, oh, indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah. Um. With with that being said, do you also uh go outside a preview? Like you know, maybe go to a high school or also preach uh, to oh. the young students as well. That's funny that you mention that. Well, I may not say high schools, but I do go to different churches to preach. Matter of fact, I'm preaching at a ch- church this Sunday. You know, of course, school is out, so yeah. um, this pastor asked me to preach for him, so I'm preaching for um. A church this Sunday, but when I stand up to preach, I I represent I represent my faith, right. I represent my God, I represent my family, and then I represent Prairie View. So I'm going to mention Prairie View in my sermon to let them know: Look, there's great opportunities at that institution for your child, or even if you want to go back to school, I tell the parents you can go back to school. But there's opportunities for you to advance and get that degree that you've always been seeking. I see. Indeed, indeed. I, you know, it's never too late to go back to school. Never, never too late. Never. I've uh, I've uh, met some people that are like in their fifties oh, yeah. who've you know and fifties yeah. not old. 50, I mean, no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm in my sixties. Fifties not old. Oh, really? I'll say you just you know yeah. in, in, in your th- thirty five to forty. I don't mind sharing people. I'll be sixty five next uh, year. Sixty five, really? Yes. You look, you look really good. You, I'm you look try, really I'm, good. I'm, 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 look, this week has been crazy week. Even though this is the week of uh, right after graduation, everybody's having these Christmas parties. Right. And guess what? I've been going to every party too. Oh, really? <laughs> and enjoying myself. And so, to go plates? So, look, no, I don't have to go plates. But I tell you this: in January, I'm going getting back in that gym. <laughs> I got to lose this. I got to lose this Santa Claus belly. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> 
uh, you know, with this uh, year wrapping up, how has this year been for you from January all the way to now? You know what? One, two words I'll say. I'm blessed and grateful. Mm. And the reason why I say that is because in terms of my personal life, my mother lost her youngest brother this year. And um, we, we did not expect him to, to die. I mean, just unexpectedly. But, you know, God's will will be done. And so, um, but I'm, I will say when I look back and reflect, God's been good to me. I mean, personally, God's been good to me. I, got, I had the opportunity to travel. And what I mean by traveling, not just for Prairie View, right. on my own. I took a cruise this year, this summer. It was great. <laughs> it was amazing. I had such a great time. And, um, and, 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 you know, I've had a few challenges. Right. Guess what? But when I think about the good times and I think about how blessed I really am, and I'm truly blessed. I am truly blessed. Because, you know, you hear about what's going on over there yeah. in the Middle East. I don't have any complaints mm. And if I do I'm selfish about them But I don't have any complaints God has truly 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 been good to me I've, I've asked God Can I have this Can I have that And when I say have I'm talking about things That I want Not that I need mm, And God said I'm going to bless you with this And I'm so glad That he has blessed me with it So but Okay 2023 okay. I said I'm free in 23 I got to come up with a slogan for 24. <laughs> I got to come up with something. But, um, and then, if I can be transparent, right. I ask God for um, a, a, a blessing of um, financial stability. stability. And what I mean by that is, you know, there's some things I want to do, setting myself up for retirement. And God has, so far to this day, has shown out with that. Okay. Yeah, it's been some challenging times, but. Um, I'm on top. Okay, and I thank God That's for good. being on top. Indeed, indeed. Um, with that being said, when it's all said and done, that if I, you know, if I do retire, what what are some what what's the main thing that you want people to look to take apart from you? You know, like so you want to know what my legacy is going to be? Yes, <laughs> I knew that question was coming. <laughs> my legacy, my motto for life is: if I can help someone along the way, then my living will not be in vain. My legacy here at Prayer View, I want people to remember me by saying he was fair and that he helped people get to where they need to be. I just, I'm, I'm just that person that enjoys seeing people succeed. I enjoy people seeing and knowing that they can be a Christian and have fun and yet take care of business. Right. I just want my legacy to be that people will understand that God is God has always been there for you you just have to open your heart open your mind open your ears open your eyes open just embrace the presence of God and move forward and that's okay. that's I think that's what God has me here for is to move students forward and to treat people like they should be treated with goodness and kindness mm. with Christian love Yes, I'm not saying you're not going to get mad sometimes, but that's not being mad doesn't mean that you throw out the baby with the bathwater. It means you learn how to forgive, you learn how to love, and you learn how to endure and you move forward. Okay, okay. And um, when you, you know, when you do retire, how oh. do you choose your, um, are you going to be the one that's going to treat your ass, or? 
No. No. Okay. What happens is um, Prairie View Amy University will form a committee. Right. And they will do a search. Let's just like they did for me. They'll do a national search um, to see who they may want to be the next dean of the chapel, whether it be male or female. Mm. It could be either or, male or female. But they got to do a search like they do for other academic and um, important um, administrative levels. So the person got to come just like I did, come for an interview, send your resume, right. make sure you have the right qualifications. Because, you you know, it's, it's not about just preaching, but it's about following procedures and policies and understanding the rules and regulations of this institution. Right. You just can't come up here and just do anything you think you may want to do. There are procedures in everything that we do. There are policies in everything that we do. So, so the next person that they get will be a person that knows something about higher education along mm-hmm. with ministry. Really? Okay. Yeah, because it's not just like passing the church. It's, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it encompasses more than just preaching on Sunday mornings. Okay. That's, that's okay. the easy part. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's the easy part. Yeah, that's okay. the easy part. Okay. Uh, well, thank you very much, um, Mr. Dean Lure, man. It was, it was a very, very pleasurable moment with you in this interview. Yeah. Um, with that being said, you know, uh, uh, before I let you go, I do have to, uh, there's a song that I want to hear by okay. a good friend of mine. He's a Christian rapper by the name of Zoo, that's Z O U. And, uh, you know, uh, hopefully you like it because now I. I, I like it. <laughs> okay, I'll for those of y'all are listening, man, I'm about to play uh, "Freedom" by Zoo, and here we go. Have you looking back like a use of mirrors? Oh, hold on. <laughs> 
like the sound of that. Oh, that's different. Yeah. That's different. <laughs> and you know it's so funny because I'm not a rap person because they talk too fast for me. But he has a nice message. Yeah. And, and, and guess what? So when you give your life to God and you give your life to Christ, it's all about liberation, which brings about freedom. Yes, indeed, indeed. And y'all could check this song out more at uh, Spotify. And his rap name is again is Z O U. And uh, that's a wrap on this episode of Next Gen Podcast, man. Have a blessed day. Thank you. <laughs>